I, the landscape of the game, I think, would certainly look different. Some people say Slippy saved Melee. I don't know if I buy that. I think that might be a little too strong. Melee has, you know, overcome a lot of adversity throughout <laughs> the years. I think Melee is pretty pretty strong and persistent. Um, but I do think that the landscape today would not look the same as, I think, what it does now yeah. with, with good online play. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday Show. My name is James Chen, and I am once again joined by Mr. Ultra David, Mr. TubaWare. How are you guys all doing today? I'm doing great, James. I'm currently watching Look Alive. They're, they're playing video games on Look Alive, and I'm watching it right now. What about you, TubaWare? You know, earlier today, I hit four dingers. I went yaya four <laughs> times in a ranked match in Mario Superstar Baseball. Yeah, with who? What, what was your? Who was your hitter? Uh, PD Piranha hit one. Okay. Donkey Kong hit one. Okay. Uh, Hammer Bro hit one, and Bowser hit one. Oh, oh somebody's pitched to Bowser. Somebody pitched to Bowser. They were foolish and they felt oh, it. You, Wait, you played a noob. It sounds like. What Somebody pitched heck? to Bowser. Can you believe it, James? All right, here's what we're going to be talking about. AT&T Annihilator Cup. We'll talk You're all about it. You're leaning very close to the mic, David. I th or to the camera. Can you? Yeah, there you go. Okay. There Everything you go. is working out great. All right, uh, all right. We're going to talk about the CPT Online commentary. We're going to talk about Rugal Bernstein, my boy, in King of Fighters 15. We'll have an interview with Fizzy to talk about Slippy and the evolution of Melee that I'm looking forward to. We're going to have some fun 5-5 five, five viewer questions. We'll talk about some upcoming stuff. And then we got the mailbag to round oh, it up. Right. But let's are start. We, are we still sponsored? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, technically we are until two days from now. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So I'm gonna leave get your orders here. in. Get your orders in. Do it. We technically okay. are. Thanks for the sub hero. What's up, man? All right. So let's start talking about the AT&T Annihilator Cup. Yeah, so uh, this generated a lot of conversation. I didn't see any of it, so if one of you guys want to uh, describe exactly what was going on with this thing here. All right, the AT&T Annihilator Cup is a thing. Uh, okay, go for it, Tupperware, apparently. <laughs> I know, I was just, you were jumped in there. Go ahead. All right, uh, so it's a, it's a series of games that invites uh, you know, high-level esports streamers uh, just streamers, I guess I should say, not necessarily yeah, esports. Yeah, uh, High-level high streamers, um, people with big audiences, into a competition that, it, that revolves around several different games. Uh, so previously, it was with Mortal Kombat 11, including a bunch of shooter games and whatever else. This time, there is... I don't know, dude. This time, there's Street Fighter V. There is... Uh, what is it? <laughs> CSGO. There's Halo. There's... Uh, <laughs> Something else, a couple of other things. But anyway, one of the games is Street Fighter V this time. And so these players who are, in many cases, more known for other games, including shooters, but again, other stuff too, um, League and, and whatnot, they were invited to play this. And the winner of the whole thing gets a wild amount of money. There's $350,000 on the line <laughs> for this. $350,000. So yeah. in, in this tournament for the, the Street Fighter V section of it, 
There was round-robin play among all these people. And then after that, the top two of each pool moved on to just, you know, play a regular uh, single-limb bracket. And it ended up being won by Doublelift, uh, who's, you know, I had heard previously played Street Fighter. I remember him playing Street Fighter 4 back in the day. If you you don't know, this is a very, very strong league player. He's been a pro for, like, many years at this point. Um, Yeah, long time. And second well, place he's was only good at all, Clearly, he was only good at all these different games because he was good at fighting games first. It's probably fighting games first, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it was it was him, and then it was Lyric after that, and they they were playing the fighting game, dude. Honestly, in that in that grand finals between those two, Zakuma and Sagat, like it wasn't high level play, but like they were. They were playing the the fighting game. Like they definitely knew what was so, going on. So, but let me ask you this though: Were the commentators calling it the greatest match you've ever seen, and like the most hype thing you've ever hype Street Fighter match? Ever? Yeah, those hacks, those hacks that they hired for this. Tasty Steve and oh, Rip. Was Steve part of it? Oh, okay. Steve okay. and Rip. Yeah. No, because I mean, I still remember. Those hacks. Because I still remember Twitch rivals did something where they were playing Tetris. And like clearly, these people were not good at Tetris, and the commentators yeah. like, "This is the most hype Tetris I've ever seen. These guys are so good." And I was just like, "I want." Well, maybe to- that was true. Maybe they had never watched Tetris before in their lives either. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Golden Boy was was the host, but okay. like he also like he's he's been a fan of fighting games for a long time. Yeah, I remember at an MLG. I mean, most of a decade ago, maybe a decade ago, he interviewed me there for uh, like King of Fighters or Mortal Kombat 9 or something uh, at at MLG. So like he was already interested in it back in the day. So uh, anyway, he wasn't doing the live commentary. It was Steven Rip. Um, And then other other than the top two and maybe like the top three or four, most of the people who were playing, they didn't know how to play Street Fighter at all. They didn't know how to play fighting games at all. They were flailing around. They didn't know what was up. It was, it was clearly for many of them the first time that they had ever tried to take a fighting game in any way seriously mm-hmm. or competitively. And so many of them were just doing, you know, the classic stuff that you see if somebody doesn't know what they're doing. Jump around house, low around house, that kind of, you know, just the absolute classic stuff. Uh, doing Crouching Fierce because they're trying to do Fireball, but they couldn't get the motion out. And, and some people had the intel that they should pick E Honda <laughs> yep. and mash on the punch buttons. That was, and, that was Brian F's fault. <laughs> and mash on the punch buttons. Um, and and so there was, there was a lot of struggling going on. And, you know, again, these are people who have big streams. They themselves are streaming at the same time. And so their right. chats, you know, watching and, and involved as it's going on. And they're talking to their chats. And some of them talked about you know alternate things some of them talked about how uh you know having played a fighting game now a little bit more seriously they think oh wow there's like you know there's something to this fighting game stuff and there's there, i can see the strategy in here and oh interesting you know and other people are like man who anybody who's good at fighting games is the greatest gamer in the world <laughs> the fact You're that correct. you can do all these different hard things all at once you are the genius of We're the, of the whole uh-huh. <laughs> of the whole video game world okay and that other people or in fact, even in some cases, the same people, although maybe in saltier moments, uh, said things like, oh, this is awful. Like, I'm never going to spend more time on this. Fighting games are way too well, hard. This is absurd. There was that the one particular video, right? I mean, someone mentioned it. Wasn't it Noko who said who had the... There was somebody who kind of like had an angry rant about it and just talking yeah. about how fighting games were like way too hard and stuff like that. And I feel like that's what gen- that video in particular generated yep. a lot of the conversation. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, he, he also later 
had a tweet where he yes. talked about how like it was something that he um you know it was like a, i think the word phrase was eye-opening experience yes. and that uh-huh. there's, a, there's uh-huh. a ton of skill and you know so it's he gave big respect so it wasn't that like i said that was like a saltier moment oh, clearly dude I, that's he that's no excuse man nobody <laughs> should have any content out there affected by salt you should never oh have God. salt affect you while you are streaming. Oh my God! <laughs> 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 uh, no, I mean, yeah, like like Sercino uh, says in the chat, dude, that rage is very relatable. <laughs> very sure. relatable, man. Sure. I have said some very questionable things in fits of rage <laughs> of salt on, uh, oh, on on streams, including Dan beats Cami in Street Fighter for. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, and then um, again, again. So uh, this was an event that has happened before. Previously, one of the games that's been on it was Mortal Kombat 11, and at that time, the move that was the scrub killer <laughs> was Shiva Stomp. Now, at that time, Shiva Stomp was good for sure. They later nerfed it, uh, <laughs> but it, a lot of people got really upset, including one girl who began crying about it, and literally, well, uh, you know. So that that is uh, that's kind of the history here. Um, and anyway, it happened for Street Fighter Five. Can I can I point out that you can jump in? The fighting game player wanted to describe last year's event as Mortal Kombat and a bunch of other games, and this year there was Street Fighter and some other games. You understand that in both of those examples, the fighting game is the least played game out of all these Absolutely. five games by an order by, of magnitude. By a shitload, yeah. By Actually, a... maybe not Mortal Kombat by an order of magnitude, but definitely still way fewer people yeah, playing it. Yeah, right. way, way. So anyways, this year, to give the games the due they deserve that David didn't give them, there's Street Fighter V, obviously. Halo yeah. Infinite. Uh, Dead by that. Daylight. Okay, I didn't mention that. Dead by Daylight and CSGO. I think that was all all the games, wasn't it? Or am I missing one? There were five. I think you just mentioned three. Yeah. Four. I mean, no, I said I... Street Fighter V, Dead by Daylight, CSGO, uh, Halo Infinite, and shit, what was the fifth game? Well, I don't, I don't know. Remember. This is like Listen, man, the I Seven Dwarves and the just, Seven Deadly oh, I, I get to forget things. It was Uno? either Apex or was it? Valorant, was it dude. actually Uno? Was it? If it's Uno, no, then... it wasn't Uno. It was, was Apex or say, It was actually Uno. That's exactly why I forgot about it. <laughs> Anyways, because um, there were there were three shooter type games. I do agree. I do agree that you know you know at this point in time, I know last year when it happened, you know there was a heavy discussion on like which players were the most skilled and stuff like that and whatever like that dude they all are hard and but i mean i know i think i mentioned this last year too as well but i still believe this year not that fighting games are the hardest to learn not that fighting games are the uh you know you are the paragon of gaming if you are a fighting game player but i still stand by the fact that fighting games are the least intuitive uh in this day and age because like you know fps is you move the mouse, you click, everybody's using mice and clicking and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like fighting games, I, I know I talked about this and everybody got mad at me about it. But, you know, like I said, when you're playing a shooter, it's intuitive to run and try to hide behind things and you can still die anyway. You know, yes, that doesn't make you good or whatever, but there's something about it that's intuitive that makes you feel like you're doing something you're yeah, trying to survive everybody has a mouse in there and they're clicking and they right but for fighting games like this weird 2d plane where you're moving only left and right and you shouldn't be hitting buttons unless you're honda like the fighting games are just 
super unnatural and unintuitive these days because also video games have changed, right? Street Fighter 2 was probably more intuitive during the days that everybody was playing Strider and Rastan and everything else that was a left and right kind of game and stuff. Nowadays, we're all playing first person, third person, 3D games and stuff. It's why, like, I have trouble with 3D games because it's just not what I grew up on. It's not what I'm I was used just to. gonna ask you that because you said that it, that the these two these 2D games are weird, but you also say 3D games don't feel right. Well, so, I my point is right. that 3D games can do better. I just think that we're stuck in a rut where we're accepting everything that 3D games are doing. That's a completely different discussion. My whole point is just that I just feel like a lot of people are not used to this kind of 2D style of play and hitting up for jumping and stuff like that. And there's nothing your life can relate to that will help you play fighting games. Like I said, the reason why I always mention this thing in in about like league and in shooters that you can run away and sure that doesn't necessarily mean you'll win. It doesn't necessarily help you win. You could also be hurting your team, but as a human, there's something intuitive that you feel like you can do. Whereas in fighting games, when you try to run away, sometimes you can't move because of proximity guard. What the hell is that? And then sometimes you, and then you get to the corner and you die. There's just like nothing. Well, to, to caveat that off that real quick, James. I don't disagree mm-hmm. with you necessarily, by the way, but I do want to point out. Uh, David talked earlier about um, the streamer that took Brian F's advice <laughs> to heart and mashed light punch <laughs> yep. with Honda. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a tweet that Majin Obama quote tweeted earlier today that showed, or he was, you know, he was it was on video and he was streaming, and he shows how she did something very important that no one really gave her credit for because they just saw her mashing light punch. But she walked up and she blocked a fireball. And then she walked up and she blocked a fireball. <laughs> and then she blocked. And then she walked up and blocked a fireball and waited for Ryu to do something stupid and punished. And she got the biggest fucking grin on her face. So while I, I don't agree with you, or I mean, well, I don't disagree with you about the feeling of being able to run away. I I think that's fair. I also Mm -hmm. think there's a type of person where it's intuitive to go, oh, if I hold back, I block. I I think that it's natural for some people. Uh, it's not like it's not like this like completely foreign concept. Just because right, people right. One of the things that I want, you know, a caveat, and I fail to mention this all the time is I'm not saying that this is universal across the board. There are exceptions to every situation. I think she is the exception. You know what I mean? I don't think that this is the the, the majority. <laughs> But there's definitely people out there who will do that. So, for example, like I've often talked about how Street Fighter V is a very different kind of fighting game than previous Street Fighters, and it's awkward. That's only true because the previous Street Fighter games catered to that. If Street Fighter V was the first Street Fighter game, it would be the exact opposite, and now something like Super Turbo would be weird. You know, it's it's just it depends on what the thing has pulled out. You know, what I mean, it's it's all relative. Uh, and I, I just think in terms of fighting games, the relative is just that there's it's it's very hard to play fighting games from a very intuitive standpoint. It's one of the reasons why Dark Souls games are hard to play because you can't mash in those games, right? And why people complain about the difficulty. <laughs> Boy, I'm yeah. my way through the whole game. Shout-outs mm-hmm. to having a second-and-a-half-long input buffer. Mm. 
<laughs> what oh, a yeah. genius. Though. I don't, it's not actually that long, but it's quite long. It, uh, yeah, it's a look, while. so um, as far as the utility of this tournament, I think it's great, honestly. I think it's really great to have a tournament that gets people who probably otherwise wouldn't look at fighting games to look at fighting games for a while. And I don't just mean the actual streamers who are competing themselves, but the fact that they have huge viewership. More people were watching Street Fighter V on that day for those hours than, I don't know, to pull something out of my hat without having any evidence, watch for the previous entire week. You know, I mean, in terms of just like watch hours, uh, maybe the in previous entire month, like a ton of people were watching just because they like watching those streamers. And um, even the AT&T thing itself had a, had a lot of people watching it. So that's great. Some of those people may think, oh, cool, like there, maybe there's more in fighting games than I thought was here, and maybe they'll check it out. Now, probably not a ton, but to get more people watching and maybe ultimately playing would be really great. And I've often, often heard from people that the way that they got into fighting games was through somebody who was a streamer of fighting games, but maybe not like try hard, super competitive, like Maximilian, right? Like who mm -hmm. has been good, you know, years in the past, but obviously he's not his focus. He's, he's trying to get people into the games. Tons of people get into it like that or from, from that kind of pipeline. And so I think that there's utility in, in that. That I really, really like. Uh, as far as the people who are talking about whether fighting games are hard or whether it's um, whether people who can play fighting games well are the best gamers, I just got to tell you, I don't care. I, it just doesn't <laughs> matter to me. I just, it just doesn't matter to me. I think that having played not just fighting games, but um, most especially RTS games back in the day, but you know, occasionally other competitive games too. Lots of games are hard, and they're hard in different ways. It's very, very just, rarely the, the case that they're same in, in the same way. Huh? What's that? You just don't want to take teams in anything, huh? West Coast versus Midwest. I don't care who wins. I don't care about that either. Yeah. Fighting games are the best. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I I don't I don't need that. I don't need that external legitimacy. I don't need somebody to come in here and tell me like, "Hey, your game's hard." Because like I know it is, and I'm enjoying that. That's part of what I enjoy right. about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm already having a good time. And there's already a lot of people who I can talk with about how I'm having a good time and how great these games are. So I don't really care if somebody else thinks that the games are hard or if they don't think that the <laughs> yeah, games are hard if they think the games suck who i don't care at all I, what what i what i do want is more people to play the games yeah, and, yeah. and so again that i think is useful i really like that side of it but and, and, what somebody other than that thinks about the game whether they like it or don't whatever man i mean the the, the annoying thing to me is like i mean I, i'm gonna echo what shay says in the chat here yeah i, I all games have equal skill ceilings because anything that you have to get good at whether it's cup stacking or it's you know speed cubing or curling or whatever you know like all these things have a very similar skill level because at the best you're a best for the reason right but you know most different things have different skill floors right on where you get in and i will still believe that fighting games probably have one of the the biggest skill floors that it's one of the hardest games to get into the main thing about this is what's weird about it is whenever i talk about this and i'm like fighting games are really hard to get into people seem to think that i'm saying that as a point of pride and to me that's not what i'm talking this is a critique I'm saying fighting games are poorly done because they're so hard to get into. You know what I mean? This is not me bragging that, ooh, fighting game players are the best because we're the ones who have the grit and the ability one, to maybe. stick it out. What's that? 
said number one, baby. If you're not first, you're last. Let's go. <laughs> this this is not me trying to compliment the fighting game genre. This is me critiquing and actually saying that the fighting game genre has a problem with this. And now I'm not saying there's an easy solution. I've offered a lot of solutions, and you know I still haven't had the chance to talk about why Smash Brothers is like the greatest fucking fighting game ever created in terms of that. Uh, outside of, oh, it's got Mario and Pikachu, which everyone likes to use as a way to blind themselves to all the genius of Smash Brothers. But, like, I just, I, I, it's not a compliment to say that fighting games are hard to get into. I think it sucks that that's the case, honestly. <laughs> well, we're running out of time on the topic, but I wanted to say that I, before this particular AT&T event, I actually don't like when fighting games are included in this stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, I I feel like overall, even even the the streamers that usually have like a positive outlook on things, even their chats are still negative about fighting games. Hmm. Uh, so I I feel like these uh you know like twelve year olds come in with their mind made up that it's not Fortnite, so fighting games suck, right? Uh, and and I feel like a lot of streamers too that are involved in this stuff go along with it they're just like 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 shroud for example he's like yeah well you know am i ever gonna put time into this nah like and i i, I don't think he's wrong i don't think he's wrong no, i get it why yeah. the hell would shroud play a fighting game <laughs> but also like come on man fucking hype our shit up a little bit bro you're one of the most famous streamers on earth our genre does not have the viewerships he has go did help us out brother help us out so i i used to not like this. I, I felt like fighting in for the sideshow. Now, after this event, almost everybody besides like Shroud ended up <laughs> being pretty positive about the fighting games. And I did jump in some chats and most of them were like hyped to watch the matches. They weren't okay. like shitting on Street Fighter. They weren't. And I, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, a maturity of the viewers. I don't know if fighting games are actually becoming more mainstream. Like it feels like they are. Or, or, or what the cause was, but it seemed a lot more positive this year, so maybe hmm. good can come from it. But yeah, in the past, man, I just felt like we were, we we're the sideshow. Ah, look at the, the butt mashers. Uh, yeah. You know, it was, it was silly. Yeah, it's true. Larry that's a good question. Still playing SF5, that's cool. Yeah, he gets a, he gets big viewership, so that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's actually a really interesting question. I wonder what is different about it. I mean, was it because it was Street Fighter and maybe it, not it, it Mortal might be. Kombat it might or be something? Look, last know, time, again, it was, it was dominated by by Shiva, Shiva Stomp, Stomp and, uh-huh. and even hardcore MK players, eh, especially hardcore MK play, MK players <laughs> were mad about Shiva yeah, Stomp. Everybody's mad yeah. about Everybody was mad about Shiva Stomp. Not me, to be clear. I thought it was cool. But a lot of people were mad about Shiva Stomp. And it was, you know, if you don't know anything about the game, it seems really absurd. And again, even if you do, like it can seem like it's very, very overwhelming. Whereas this time it just wasn't like that. Even Honda Hands is something that you can obviously just keep doing up close to the opponent doesn't want us to do, but it's just not anything like Shiva Stomp. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. I hear you, 16 bit. I was rooting for Shiva to stay good, but. <laughs> it's funny know. too because, you, you know, uh, someone had mentioned uh, this, you know, when you talked about Majin Obama putting up that video where she walked and blocked and walked and blocked and punished. Someone in the chat mentioned that she's a speedrunner. And mm. if there's any argument for a person who is going to be universally just the greatest video game players of all time, it is going to be the speedrunner. I don't care what any like 
having gone to an AGDQ and having blind speedruns where like four excellent speedrunners go play games that they don't even know is coming up and that they've never played before and they will develop like these crazy strats because by that point it just becomes a video gaming skill. You know how to exploit games and I feel like if there's any argument for anybody being the best universally at video games, it's going to be the speedrunners. <laughs> oh, man. It's All right. Players. All right, we'll move on. Okay, so... All right. Uh, Capcom Cup. What's going on here? What's going on here? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? This actually just came out. And I don't, I don't know if we have too much to say about it in terms of news, but the news is that... Uh, Logan, who of course we had on the show not too long ago, a Logan. UK Street Fighter head, commentator for a long time, said that he was just told that there will not be any UK-based commentators on any of the CPT broadcasts this season, which includes the UK and Ireland CPT event, which is coming up in early May. And, uh, you know, obviously he's disappointed about that. He says, what a way to see out competitive Street Fighter V. We went from this photo, which shows a picture of him and F-Word commentating Capcom Cup finals the year I believe that Knuckledew won it. And uh, he says, what a way to see how competitive Street Fighter V. We went from this photo to nothing at all. Words can't express my disappointment. Um, so we just wanted to talk about this a little bit. Uh, again, not too much else that we can really say. Uh, I don't know, or can only speculate, you know, what's going on behind the scenes and, you know, what, what is going to end up being the case in terms of commentary. I don't know. But uh, what, what do you guys think about this? I'm going to uh, let Tumo speak. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of game devs and game publishers out there that disappoint their fans repeatedly. And I don't know outside of Nintendo anybody that does this more than Capcom. I I don't This isn't the first time that somebody has put in years and years and years of work for them just to be kicked to the curb as if they, they, they those people never existed. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but this isn't the first time that, you know, somebody I at least consider a buddy, a pal, a colleague, somebody who does commentary, uh, that does content creation for Capcom, at the end of the day, for way under minimum wage, if you count up the hours work put in, uh, just gets absolutely shit on by Capcom. And I, I don't know what the situation is. I don't know why... They're doing what they're doing, but I would I would imagine I would imagine that Capcom has some form of power over this because it's their company and it's their brand and it's their IP and it's their Pro Tour. Uh, so while there might be some other things at work here, at the end of the day, this is Capcom's esports team's fault, in my opinion, and it seems like they just continually fuck up. We haven't heard their rebuttal on the coc that they put out by the way mm, the license they, they, they yeah the licensing agreement sorry uh they 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 promised to to revise that and get back to us as soon as possible and that's been like two months already hasn't it? it's been at least a month at the very least we, we've heard nothing from that and now this news you know doing this to, to logan and f-word and all the other guys out there who've put in just again countless time countless hours it's so disappointing. Like, yeah, it's disappointing, man. It it just it sucks. Capcom sucks. Fix fix your shit. 
I mean, yeah, I'm, just, I'm disappointed. It, it sucks, too, because they obviously have a team out there that has done a lot of stuff. I mean, we know the guys who are running a lot of the EU broadcasts. They're right there, you know, to hire to do these kind of things. They produce sets for Capcom fighters every single week, right? Mm. I mean, it, these guys are already there. It's not like that this is going to be a hard infrastructure to set up and find. Like, they've done it. This group is there. So it is very, very weird uh, to not hire the EU guys at all uh, for any of the, uh, you know, for any of the EU stuff. Like, I feel like that's the right way to do it, to be honest with you. Um I, I mean, I mean, unless the commentary is going to be all remote, it, it is. It, oh, it is going to be all remote. I mean, then, we're, okay, we're, then, then we're talking about CPT online. This, this okay, is... yeah. Then it's still. I, I was thinking maybe like some flight or regulations or something was happening. But I was just trying to like justify it in my head some way. But oh, yeah, I'm okay, sorry. So I get, makes I mis- less sense. I mis- I misunderstood. The so um, I mean, the way that it worked last year, I guess I can't speak to this coming year, is that for CPT. You had to be in SoCal, and there's a there's a headquarters uh, in Burbank. Yeah, studio. That does the streaming. Studio. There's a studio, yeah. I should say. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like we were doing it from our rooms, from our okay, you know, yeah. apartments. Well, then, then sure, yeah, like uh, so, yeah. Maybe, so it maybe wasn't wasn't in. It's online. So anyway, whatever. I got mixed up, but yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what I'm I saying. Mean, like, if they're all running it just from one office, then maybe that's why they don't want to fly out UK people. Well, right, so but I mean, they didn't do that last year, year that, right? Yeah. Yeah. What happened last year is that they used well, the studio in London. Then I yeah then then what's the excuse? So what's I don't I, again I don't really know. Yeah, not sure, not sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, honest. I was just trying to like figure out a reason, but yeah, yeah, doesn't seem like there is one. Now, I mean, from the production side of things, like, I'm not trying to say that Capcom is faultless here, but like I do know that a lot of productions like these are you know they're separate companies that are like you know Capcom will like companies will put in a bid to Capcom to run these events. You know, how much can you do it for? Uh, So not sure if this is a direct Capcom decision. However, Capcom absolutely has the power to overturn the decision, which is kind of what I'm hoping will happen at this point, you know, that they can actually maybe do something about this. Because, again, the EU staff, the EU guys who are doing this, you know, they've been doing this stuff year after year. And like I said, they, they're producing content for Capcom fighters. One of the consistent weekly things that they present, which is the sets, is produced entirely in the UK, you know. So it seems like it makes no sense to freeze them out of the CPT commentary. If anything, you know, just let them do all of the EU, let them do the, you know, the Middle East regions, the 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 the, the Russia regions and stuff like that like they did last year. So Yeah, that is mostly what happened last year, yeah. Yeah, it's disappointing. And again, I don't know what the deal is, but I'm I'm disappointed and I'm sorry for those guys that it's the case. It's definitely going to be disappointing. Uh last year there was one weekend when we in let's say SoCal did one of the UK events. We we did one CPT uh, commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't some other issue was supposed to happen from the UK guys. They had done the previous one, and for just for whatever reason, they weren't able to do uh, that one. So they brought in me, and I think it was Ringe. I don't remember exactly. And you know, I felt weird doing it. I felt I felt weird doing the commentary for the UK because like I knew that like. <laughs> There are people who are extremely good commentators who know that scene extremely well, <laughs> who would be killing it right now, but it's on me instead. So, um, 
you know, yeah, I feel I feel bad about that. And I feel bad for not just for the people themselves, uh, you know, friends of mine, but also for their scene and for the scene globally, because I don't think it should be the case that it's only U.S. commentators and, and especially only SoCal commentators who get to do this stuff. It is mostly SoCal commentators. Last year, they did bring in some people. They brought in like Marine and they brought in St. Cola and mm-hmm. uh, probably somebody else I'm forgetting. Uh, you know, they, they flew them in. So it wasn't exclusively SoCal, but still, it was mostly SoCal. And even as somebody who gets the benefit of that, I kind of think that's whack. You know, I'd rather have more people who do more commentary. I mean, look, honestly, my take on this is, is I wish that it were the case that it wasn't even just we're only talking about the UK and, and US here. I'd love it if there were more countries from with more languages who got to do commentary for this stuff. I think that's absolutely how it should go. Yesterday on Look Alive, El Colt was doing commentary and he was doing it in English and he was nailing it. And, you know, I've heard him yep. commentate several times in the past and it's always great. I know that he's not the only good commentator. I've heard many others from many other places I mean, who they, are good commentators as well. And definitely... I, I, just, I, wish, I wish there was more opportunity for them to get shine. Yeah, there definitely needs to be official, at least multilingual streams, right? Like there's so many good commentators from Latin America and Asia regions and stuff like that. They really should just have people in all the different areas. Let me tell you, James, Capcom is listening because – in order to do that, they said we're only going to use Americans from now on. So they're they're really being progressive. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying they're not doing. They're doing the complete opposite of that. Yeah. They're not going the right direction. Right. Okay. Good thing you're asking for that because let me tell you about how they're never going to do that. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I hope that this is something for them to look back on hopefully as you guys were saying to chase change this year but even if that doesn't happen i really hope that you know it's like criticism from previous years where like they didn't show all of the uh top 32 for capcom cup they were planning to do that before covid shut it down this time they didn't do enough regions previously they have actually been expanding regions for cpt online over the past couple of years so they have in fact been stepping it up in several ways and a lot of that has come in the wake of criticism so Hopefully this is something that they can learn from as well. I'd really like to see not just the the UK guys, but again, others as well. On the flip side of that, though, also there's supposed to be a CPT tour, and we have no idea what events. Yeah, we don't know what's happening offline. Combo Breakers in a month. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that, I'm sure it's, it's pandemic stuff happening, you know, trying to figure out and try to get this all squared away and everything. So, you know, no... Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's it sucks because it's not an excuse, but, you know, having been behind scenes and seeing people talk, you just, like, things just never go as planned in a lot of ways, so. Um, well, like, we'll be monitoring this moving forward. Yeah, like I said, it's not, it's not a way to excuse what's going on, but a lot of the times there's just a lot more at play than usually we expect it to be. Very few things are as simple as just do it the way that seems logical. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just, it's I, very, that, that is very rare that that's the case. So even, and I'm not saying this, you know, I, I have great good friends and I have people that maybe I don't like too much and I've seen them all go through this. You know, this is, this is happening all over the place. This is not any sort of biased or unbiased. It's just as a person who knows production, like I just, it's, 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 frustrating <laughs> frustrating i mean i think it was funny because they said that at coachella 
this past weekend, there was one segment that was supposed to be streamed and it didn't get streamed because they ran into a bunch of technical difficulties. And I'm just <laughs> like, you know what? Glad to know that even at Coachella, streaming is a blow up, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was telling somebody recently that, my brother actually, that I know people who do streaming for like Nintendo and other companies. And he was like, they don't just use like in-house people? And I was like, nah. And he was like, well, you would think that like Nintendo could just like get somebody to turn a stream on. Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that does, that does seem like it should make sense, but it's just not how it works. It's a little more complicated. <laughs> You know, I've always joked, right? We have, like, why don't we have just the box that you just, like, hit power button and it's like, Do stream. Stream on, please. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on here. Uh, sounds like, sounds like freaking uh, Human Torch. Stream on! Stream <laughs> on. Oh, man. All right. So, Rugal has been released in KOF 15 including the boss uh, rush mode that was also released. And so uh, I'm, I don't know how much experience you've had with, with Rugal, fighting a Rugal or anything like that, David. Uh, mm -hmm. I've definitely fought a few Rugals now, including Olaf. Um, okay. uh, not a broken character, not a strong character, not a weak character, though. He's very middle of the road. But He's a cool. Character. What's that? So, but a band character. <laughs> Only on <laughs> the hacked Mexican arcade where Omega Rugal, who is broken beyond all reason, was available to play. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so he came out as a regular playable character, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's also the boss mode, like James said. And yeah, the regular playable character seems like he's, he's like pretty good. But maybe not fantastic. Uh, he's definitely got some fun tools. I like the... I mean, I think there's a bunch of stuff to say that I think I like about him. He's got, you know, the DP that covers a huge range. And he's got big normals that cover a nice range. And he's got uh, some plus on block stuff. And Dude. I like I like the eye laser that covers people trying to do short hops. Like, I think there's a lot to say there. But, was, like, also at the same time, like, he's clearly not as strong as the characters who are really strong in this game. In, in it's funny because, like... It happens every time you see a projectile that you can duck under, and you're like, this can't be good. I can duck under this. But, like, as Flames of the Faltine and, you know, and this laser and all the Mortal Kombat games will teach you, being <laughs> yeah. able to duck under fireballs sometimes is more annoying than not being able to duck under them. Like, I actually physically started standing up and blocking them because it was, it was like, less annoying to deal with. <laughs> High tigers, etc., etc. So, like, there are definitely characters where doing the high laser is not a great idea. Like, King can just slide under and then oh, get yeah. damage. You know, Freaking so there's Vanessa. <laughs> like, yeah, Vanessa, I'm sure can just do the special under it. So, uh -huh. yeah, I mean, it's it's not amazing, but I just think it's nice to have a, a tool that like covers the short hop range because yeah. most projectiles can be short hopped over. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think I think that's nice. He definitely seems cool, though. I think he's like a cool character. <laughs> Vanessa should be the Omega boss mode She's character. the Omega boss 100%, yeah. dude. Like, she's, like, the one character nobody's arguing is, like, top one, two in the game right now. Clearly so. strong. Oh, what do you think man. about the boss mode character? Did you play against that at all? I did. I did. And, okay. uh, I mean, in the history of SNK games, you know, the boss mode, the boss characters have been, like, dumb. Like, they're there to steal your quarters, right? 
And honestly, that's probably not necessary for this boss rush mode, and that they did not do that. Mm. Uh, clearly, the character is dumb. Like they like. There are just some matches where you will play him that you are not going to win because the boss just felt like being a total jerk. You know, that's like, you know, in the original Street Fighter 2, Bison's scissor kick was just a standing heavy kick and it was a combo into itself, right? So he would just wow. do scissor kick, scissor kick, scissor kick, scissor kick, scissor kick, scissor kick, until basically if he hit you one time, he could just do that and lock you forever. You know, there are situations where bosses, if they just felt like it, you would just die. Uh, I feel like that's the case here, but the boss is also not designed in a way that it was so dumb that I feel like people who are more casual couldn't play it and enjoy it and have a good time. And I think that's a good level to have put him at. Like, clearly he's dumb, but it's not, like, so dumb like actual OG bosses in, in SNK KOF games. So is it not like the trailer where they showed people trying to jump in and they got anti-air genocide cuttered every single time? Is it so, not like that? you cannot go into the air against this <laughs> okay. boss. You cannot go. Even if you have a move that's like a hop or anything, you just can't. Like mm. Isla has all that air movement. You just you can't use any of it, right? Although, as a result, there are exploits. Like you can safe jump him and he will DP like every single uh, time. And so you can basically blow him up for those kind of things about. like that. But that's what it is. He becomes a platformer boss, right? You have to find the exploits. And just never jump at him. You could fight him. But like I said, he's not... I beat him on my third try. It wasn't like super, super annoying. Okay. But again, and then it took me like another 10 tries to beat him again, right? So like, it just kind of depends. But I, I kind of like the way that it worked, so. Free DLC? What do you think about that? It's good. I'm always he, happy for he, free you DLC. You didn't have to pay for him. <laughs> can, you, can you do like... The Dragon Ball Fighters boss boss rush, where it's like you and two friends fighting against the boss. No, no, it's just one player, uh, as far as I know. Darn. So I didn't know you could do that in Dragon Ball. That sounds cool. Dragon Ball Fighters has weeklies where it's like boss mode Broly, boss mode Frieza, and like oh. you and two friends, you all take control of one character. Interesting. And then you, you fight I didn't know. Them. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 11 more. actually has that as well. You you team up. You basically have uh, raids against yeah. against bosses. Yeah, that's, oh. that's cool. That's cool, actually. Neat. Okay. See, more uh, games anyway, yeah. need to have stuff like that, dude. More well, here's the have... thing, though. Neither of you even knew Dragon Ball Fighters. I didn't. That, so... Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not for well, me. It's not something that I'm really interested in. But uh, it, I do know about it. I just play MK a lot. Like that's the only reason I'm sure. But uh, I mean, yeah, that me... kind of that kind of thing is attractive to lots of people, of course. Yeah, I mean, me and David don't wouldn't care that Street Fighter Five doesn't have an arcade mode doesn't necessarily mean i don't think it's a good idea not to put in there so <laughs> yeah james yeah, can't even name can't. a goku i didn't even want to try all i could just say was like you, normal goku kid goku and then it's no like, you it. didn't even name a single goku in the you, chat in the chat i was like james is cooked he doesn't know frame data or anime you got the frame data you got the yeah. chun Lee question but then anime came up like there's no way Dude, i know no frame way. data trust me i i he, know all about yeah i was just talking smack i was yeah. I didn't actually. You it. you you literally didn't name a Goku. We're talking about Look Alive. James is on a yeah, game uh -huh, show run uh -huh. by Jam. Because well, I just didn't even want to try. I didn't even want to. Like, it's base Goku and. Well, so here's Goku the thing: is I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Regular Goku and I wasn't, sure. I wasn't sure if I 
named it because one of the lifelines was to skip a question, right? Yeah. And so I wasn't sure if naming halfway through and then getting it wrong would mean I would lose a life as opposed to still being able to cover that with a lifeline. That yeah. was my logic. So I Look, lifelined it before yeah. I even started. So I'm just telling lifeline you my fighting game logic. Sense. Lifeline makes sense. It I'm makes telling sense. you my logic. I didn't want to be wrong and then go, you're wrong, you lost a life. I'm like, no, wait, I want to use a life. So I just lifelined it. There's blue Goku and there's half Goku and there's red Goku and there's a black, uh, Goku. black Goku and there's the white Goku. And- <laughs> And there's regular old Goku. Oh, man. (laughs) Anyway, all right. Uh, Anything else to say on Rugal? Uh, How do you pronounce Rugal Bernstein? Rugal. Rugal or Rugal. I've just been calling him Rugal, but, I mean, my pronunciation of a lot of characters is off, right? I still say Anacharis, which I don't think anybody says. Rugal Bernstein. I don't have to say Street Fighter's main character. Ryu? Oh, you mean Roy? Roy, yeah, that's it. When I, when I was Good a kid, when I was a kid, we actually called him Roy. <laughs> There's Roy, Guile, Dollism. We definitely said Guile. Yep, yep. We were like Dolism. six, seven-year-old kids. Yep. Someone sure. was positive that when you look at the G, it looks like the little hook on the G is a dot. Someone once in my I knew insisted that he was General Guile. Wow, that's a, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Hope that kid is doing well in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I guess that's it. So yeah, let's bring on the boy. Yeah, yeah. We will take a short break. Then we're gonna have an interview with Fizzy coming up very soon. Yeah. Talk about Mario Superstars Baseball. Genesis, <laughs> Genesis Eight took place this past weekend, and so with some very interesting results. So we'll talk to Fizzy about that about Slippy and other things as well. So stick around, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. It is time for our interview segment. And today we are going to be bringing on a very special guest here. It is Fizzy, creator of Slippy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, and who is this? Who's this? This is Miso. I, I saw I saw James had his, his cat on stream earlier, so I figured I would I'd bring Miso. Although he's yeah, he's passing out in my arms apparently right now. How, how, how old Aww. is he? And what breed? He is eleven. Uh, we got him at a senior rescue, and he's a Pomeranian mix. Oh my God, he's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? We were planning to talk about all sorts of other stuff, but this is the topic now, for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, now, now we need to know all the stories, all the pictures. Oh, yeah, he has yeah. an Instagram. Uh, I, Lil manages it. I believe it's Miso Snores. Oh, let's go. Miso Snores. Oh, yeah. cool. oh it's managed by, by my sister, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Chen's she United. Did, she, did, she did tell me that was a thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be uh, talking about a bunch of stuff. We'll get to Slippy and to sort of how Melee has been changing. But let's start by talking about how you got into competitive Melee in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I, I started with Brawl, uh, played in the Montreal scene. Um, and then people there sort of got me into Melee. Uh, people, actually, people here might know uh, Chester01, one of my early mentors. Uh, 
in Melee. He goes on the show with Wooly often. Um, so, yeah, I got into Melee sort of through them. Um, sort of kind of got disillusioned with Brawl a little bit um, mm. and sort of was like, oh my god, Melee is just so sick and fast. <laughs> and it's it's funny, we just had Genesis 8. I think this was around Genesis 1, right? So Jesus. Genesis 1, I saw, I saw the Genesis 1 finals and I was like, I need I need to get into this game. This this game is just too sick. I had played it when I was a kid, of course. Uh, a lot of people had, but it's different playing a game competitively versus you know just like casually getting into it. Free for all items, any stage, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is a blast. I, I heard you talking about you know games that are easier to get into or whatever, mm-hmm. and I think I think that's definitely one of the reasons Smash is is so popular, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just really fun casually. Oh man, I can talk about Smash and what it does for casual players for hours. So I'm gonna shut up now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm curious if you could maybe wind the clock back a little bit further. You talked about being somebody who was playing Brawl. What yeah. what got? I mean, I'm curious. Like, what got you into sort of just competitively playing something like Smash at all in the first place? What was uh, the attraction? I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. I I think in college I started playing it sort of a little bit more frequently in my dorm uh but still kind of casually and i started watching i saw some videos of like uh bomb soldier versus ken which are like very og uh melee videos um and it's just like it just felt so cool and it's like i I don't understand how these people are doing this stuff this is crazy (laughs) um and i think it's just kind of that was part of it i was like i kind of want to maybe learn a little bit more how to get good at this and at the same time, one of my real-life friends who was in New Jersey at the time uh, started kind of playing it at his college and was playing it more competitively. Brawl was coming out, so I was like, I'm not going to play Melee. I'll just wait for Brawl. <clears throat> and then he was kind of getting into Brawl, and I went back to New Jersey, and we went to a tournament and stuff, and it was kind of just went from there. Like, uh, have you it, been? I mean, like, have you been a competitive person your whole entire life? Was it just like one of those things that you were playing, you know, always trying to beat siblings, or were you really into sports growing up? You know, kind yeah, of thing? Uh, yeah. I played tennis, uh, varsity tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, I also was pretty competitive in WoW arenas for a while. I did like Cal O in Counter Strike. I was like not yeah, great at yeah. Counter Strike, but like well, I played one point six and uh, played it somewhat competitively. So I had a history in competitive yeah. gaming. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I I just always think it's interesting why different people get into playing games competitively. Some people are fiends for just any kind of competition. Mm. They happen to fall into a certain one. Some people really like the specific strategy. Some people just like love how a game looks and sounds, and that like <laughs> ends up turning into being competitive. Yeah. Like, but how would you how would you say you came down on on one of those angles? You know, I I think. Melee, to me, I, I guess I did play sports, right? And Melee is a very expressive game. Uh, and it just feels so good to play. I mean, it, like, you don't have to be playing competitively. You don't have to be playing in a tournament to be like, dude, what I am doing is so sick right now, right? You just do it. You just, like, you're just playing for fun. And you just feel good about yourself. Because you're like, wow, this is so cool. I have other games that I play that feel like that. And I, that's, that would be Rocket League, I think, is very similar oh, in that yeah. aspect. Uh, I think Rocket League is an incredible game. Um, unfortunately, I, I never really too much got into traditional fighters. I, I, I tried them, and it was it's tough. It's really, I, to James's point, it's really tough to get into. It's like mm-hmm. you feel kind of uh, lost, I think, at first. You, you, don't, you 
can't really do anything. It, it it feels like it just feels like you're mashing, right? You you don't like I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm just like pressing a bunch of buttons, and I I like I'm like oh, hopefully this works. I guess I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you you get into melee competitively. Can you kind of describe the arc of your like melee, but you know, just regular career as well after that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I I I played. In tournaments in Montreal, did like a little bit of traveling. Uh, I never got incredible or anything. Um, I think like for me, uh, it was something I would I would go to like weeklies and invite people over, and it was kind of like a social thing to some extent. But also, I did try to get better. I do wonder, and this kind of goes into what we're going to talk about later, is like if I had started today and I still had that fire, you know, like that burning desire to get better, if. I would have progressed differently because the tools are so much different now than they were when I was getting getting into it in like 2009, 2010. Um, well, so yeah, I mean, my trajectory from that, I think like I always cared about the game, started doing some side projects, and eventually that led to me working at Smash GG. Um, so kind of like, I, I guess I kind of transitioned from the competitive side at some point where like I, I don't really compete anymore, right? And I haven't for a while. Um, and, you know, working on sort of being a more supportive role um, for the game, but still, you know, still somewhat integral in in, in the scene, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say. You talk about playing a, a more of a support role. I, yeah. That's a bit of an understatement. Can you can you talk about how this all led to you developing Slippy? And, and for those people who don't know what Slippy is. Yeah, I mean, Slippy, uh, what it's mostly known for now is adding sort of rollback netcode, which hopefully I don't have to explain on this podcast what, <laughs> what that is, uh, and uh, integrated matchmaking, which is obviously huge uh, for the scene, it, it, especially during COVID times, right? It, it just makes it so much more accessible, so much easier to play. Yeah. I mean, again, um, for, for those people who are super casual, let's just say rollback netcode is the best kind of netcode for fighting games, and it didn't exist in most games, but it is turning into the thing now, so... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, are you a programmer? Is that is that kind of where your background is? You're a developer kind of thing or Yeah, I studied computer engineering, uh which is very sort of software engineering adjacent. Um my first job out of college was actually at uh Johnson & Johnson uh working on AccuView contact lenses. Um and I worked I did some like software for for uh, oh, R&D yeah. team there. Um, which was really cool, actually. It's really cool, sort of like all of the stuff that comes together with that, because like you talk to like chemists and you talk to like mechanical engineers and stuff, and like you, it, it's 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 really cool. Um, and then from there, from there, I uh, I became you know I, I went to Smash GG, um, and yeah, I mean I've 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 always done uh, developing professionally since since coming out of college. So, okay. and now I work on Slippy full time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I mean. How did that all lead to sleep? Like, what was the birth of the idea of, you know what? I'm freaking putting rollback into... I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, it started with, uh, with replays, right? That was kind of like the first major thing Slippy did was add add consistent right. replay files, right? And I think from there, you get one really important thing, and that's confidence about determinism, right? So, like, you know that you can recreate the game solely based on the input. And I think that was a really big step in learning towards being like, okay, I think rollback might be possible. Um, and I don't know why, I mean, I chose to do it. I, I think it, to me, it was like, okay, I want to work on Slippy more. And it was like, it was just like, I quit my job at Smash GG and there was a few things I could have done. And I was like, 
dude, rollback is 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 the coolest, most challenging thing I feel like I can work on, right? Uh, it's it's it was just like I couldn't I couldn't not do it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, when well, you go ahead, Tuo. Go I was guess yeah. when when you were when you were developing, you know, in developing the the rollback netcode for Slippy and Melee, did you consult with any experts? You know, in the league, did you talk to Zynac or Keats or uh, a little bit, a little bit? Yeah, I did. I did actually talk to Keats. Um, okay. I talked to Keats, and he referred me to. Oh God, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting his name. It was one of the main guys that worked on it at Iron Galaxy. Uh, Maybe Zynac. Might or... be Zynac. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would probably. I would probably know his real name more than his tag. <laughs> Chase. No, I don't That's think not so. Familiar. Okay. okay. Uh, anyway, anyway, I'm sorry to. Oh yeah. No, God, forget. Well, forget it. All right, we're done with this interview. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I, I I did I did consult a bit, uh, especially like the big the big things were like the hold back to block video was huge. I think to I watched that and I was like, I think that's probably what got me thinking. Like, you know, I think I can do this. Like, um, and I think because because I think the video does a good job of explaining sort of like the the, the baseline how it works, and I think it's like mm-hmm. you know I I yeah this isn't too far. I don't see how it's like too far fetched. For a while, I was like ah, it's probably impossible, and then like the more I thought about it, and I was like you know I. Maybe maybe it is possible. Maybe I can do it. <laughs> Those nights when you're just kind of lying in bed and the, like that idea yeah. just pops into your head and you're like, "Wait, I can do this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, so can I'm, you talk a, a little bit more about what it is that Slippy lets people do, like what it entails now in its sort of modern form? Sure. I mean, uh, using Dolphin, uh, people can you know just like boot up the game pretty much normally. Our custom version of Dolphin, you just like get dolphin you boot up the game right. and dolphin then... which is the gamecube emulator like the most the most popular correct. gamecube emulator right mm-hmm. correct and basically it takes you to a menu which right now uh includes like unranked direct uh and teams i guess and you pick one of those and then you just like you pick your character you press start uh that communicates with our servers uh matches people up uh, and then you know sends that back to the players and starts a game a session with them, right? So, so does this work for any game in Dolphin right now, or is this just melee specifically right now? It's melee specific. Dolphin okay. has its own sort of um, uh, delay-based netcode implementation, uh, but we <laughs> don't use basically any of that uh, right. when when I built uh, I uh, th- like in order to do it the way. I knew how to do it. Uh, there's, it has like very tight integrations with like the the melee engine and how it works. Um, so no, it's not a generic solution. It might be possible to do like a generic-ish solution, but it's tough. Uh, GameCube games start to get to that size where there's like a pretty large memory. Like there's a lot of memory, mm-hmm. right? So it's like doing a save state is tough. Uh, it it's it. And it needs to be fast in rollback. You have to be able to save the state and you know load it very very quickly, and process where it went very quickly too, right? So, but I mean, are you hosting the servers yourself? I mean, like, what kind of server load are you getting at this point? I kind of imagine that's like gotta be expensive, right? It is. Uh, <laughs> it costs. It costs me about. Uh, 1300 a month or so to run the servers so definitely 
Definitely not negligible. Um, Donate. You, know, obvi- <laughs> you, said, you, yeah. said, you said you're working on Slippy full time now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're losing $1,300 a month. Well, I'm not because I have so... a Patreon that's doing pretty well. Oh, okay. okay. I, was, I, was, I was like, please tell me somewhere you're getting yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't be able to take that red uh, every month and be okay with that. Oh, yeah. For a second there, I was scared. I was like, please. Yeah. Shut down yeah. Slimpy right now. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. Here's the here's the hard question here. Here's the tough question here because I don't want to cause anything to happen here. But has have you had any troubles with Nintendo? Has Nintendo ever like done anything or anything? You know. <laughs> um. No, I mean they've never contacted me. Uh, obviously it's always a risk. I, I, they haven't been particularly friendly to, uh, (laughs) you know, like third party projects in the past. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there, there, there's always a risk, but, uh, I haven't heard from them. Uh, you know, so it is what it is. I keep, keep, I, I do my best to sort of make it so that, you know, Hopefully, it's not something that would anger them too much. I know they don't like emulation in general, and we sort of rely on emulation. So for for that reason, mm-hmm. can't help that. But I try to, you know, like you know, there's things <laughs> they like, don't they don't like emulation unless they put it in their own products, right? right exactly. <laughs> I try to avoid. I try to avoid very specific things. Like I think I think one big problem that like games like p plus have is like they're adding new characters to which they don't own the ip and like mm-hmm. we're never gonna do that that's that's like way too far we're not gonna like add like people use custom like costumes and mo- and like and skins and stuff but we don't really support any of that right. like we don't we don't provide any skins like uh we don't really even it's like, not like universal skins in other words don't you promote use it, it on- right you use it on your machine. The other guy doesn't yeah. see it and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. and and it's also we we do say it like it's used at your own risk in the sense that like skins can cause desyncs potentially. Mm-hmm. Like some 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 can, and you know then you're just like kind of ruining the game for yourself and other people. <laughs> people get very confused too about desyncs because they don't really understand what it is. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's something we can improve on. I think I think I intend to add desync detection sh- soon. But uh, anyway. So you talked about getting into Melee and what it was like to get into Melee at that time. Game doesn't have an online mm-hmm. mode, right? It doesn't have a great training mode. Um, what was it like to try to get good at the game back then? You know, <laughs> I mean, it was fun. I, I, I think, like, you know, I, I just, like, played with friends and people I knew. And I, I, I feel like... I feel like I'm not exactly the grinding type anyway uh so it's like i don't think i was like looking to grind specific techniques or anything all that much like obviously like the simple stuff like you move around you wave dash or whatever but like i wouldn't try to like train a specific scenario uh or anything like that i would kind of just play with people and you know ask for advice and try to get like better um but certainly it, it it it's it would be a lot slower uh, then I think I think what what it is now. Yeah, maybe so, I would have grinded if, if the tools were there. I, I don't I don't right. know. Well, I, I don't know. Let me ask this question then. Obviously, Genesis Eight just took place this weekend, and the record was broken that not since two thousand seven, I think they said, was Armada Mango PPMD 
Hungrybox and Leffen or, you know, those people. This was the Mewtwo first King. time. Yeah, it was in, yeah. Mewtwo in, King. In like 50, oh yeah, Mewtwo King, of course. In 15 years, none of those players was in grand finals. And in yeah. fact, you know, the top eight is, was pretty, I mean, I don't want to say unexpected, but obviously you had a lot of the pedigree of the players there. Yeah. How much of that would you attribute to Slippy allowing hey, people to for practice? Let me just say before you get to that, that the top eight had, uh, in terms of characters, it had two peaches, one fox, or like whatever, one other guy used it for one game, Jigglypuff, Marth, Yoshi, Falcon, and Sheik. So that was the that was the character selection, and if you go through the top sixty four, it was actually also pretty reasonably balanced among like you know the top ten ish characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's tricky, James. I I, <laughs> I I I think it's tricky to claim something like that, and I think the reason is uh, it's been two years basically since we've had an mm-hmm. open bracket super major. People get better in two years, like regardless, right? So I think I think a lot of people on Twitter are attributing it to that, and uh, you know I, I'm sure it has some impact. I'm sure you know people were grinding online, and some people that maybe weren't grinding as much are able to grind. Um, I think it's more likely you'll see an impact if you look at top 64. I think versus looking at top eight. I I don't know if JMook would have you know may, maybe JMook would have gotten this run regardless without Slippy or whatever, right? Uh, who knows? Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's tricky to say. It's just been it's been a long time where we haven't really seen these events. Uh, so so obviously our audience here not as Smash friendly, including myself. Uh, who is JMook and what is it about that run that was like crazy? I mean, who is JMook? I, I I think I think that's the, que- <laughs> that's the question, right? Okay, you know. fair. Bye. No, okay, no, okay. I, I'm somewhat joking. I had heard of him, um, but even me, you know, that's in the scene, I, I, I didn't really realize he could have potentially gotten anywhere near where he got, right? Uh, like, you know, top 64, maybe. I, I, I would never, never have expected him to do the run that he did. Um, but he's a sheik from upstate New York, was getting in the game, I think, around the same time as IBDW, uh, who is, you know, one of our top players now. Um, I yeah, yeah, and also got third. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he's been around for a while, and I don't—I honestly don't know how much he grinds with Slippy. Um, maybe he—I—I I, I haven't heard him say uh, it. I do know that he's competed in some online tournaments. Um, so yeah, I—you I, know—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's tricky. Dude, yeah. you say that people get better in two years, but. It, would that have been possible, in fact, if there wasn't good online play during these specific two years? If we're talking about like any other random two years, right. maybe you're right, right? People can go on in person and actually get better, for sure. Then people did that. But in these specific two years, you just yeah. couldn't do that for a good <laughs> one and a half of them. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point, for sure. I think it would have been tough to get practice. And, you know, I, the landscape of the game, I think, would certainly look different. Some people say Slippy saved Melee. I don't know if I buy that. I think that might be a little too strong. Melee has, you know, overcome a lot of adversity throughout <laughs> the years. I think Melee is pretty pretty strong and persistent. Um, but I do think that the landscape today would not look the same as I think what it does now yeah. with, with good online play. 
Because, I mean, honestly, one of the things that a lot of people don't give online, good online play credit for, is just the sheer volume that you get to play and experience different things. I remember Cien pointing out one of the best Street Fighter V players, Problem X, who won EVO, had like the most matches played online, like of all the top players that he had found. And that just makes it so that you have the ability to be prepared for any random jigglypuff or ice climber that comes your way, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, having that online and having it available to play, I think is a major factor. And, you know, I know you're trying to be humble here, but I mean, (laughs) I feel like Slippy absolutely has a lot to do with that. Yeah. How do how do you guys uh in the FGC view sort of online tournament results? Like are they seen as sort of like lesser uh mm-hmm. than in-person results or are they see- are they seen as like legitimate or are people like just like oh this guy's only good online or I'm curious <laughs> what the more legitimate now than they used to be. Yeah. But they're still not as quite legitimate as offline. Yeah. Guys. It's shifting. Yeah. It's shifting and it helps because roll back that code like strive yeah. i don't think a lot of people are questioning the results as much because strive oh, has good bat net good good rollback net code but right. one of the things that i have said is that for my history this very much parallels the arcade to console transition where a lot of people at first were doubting console mm. results because it wasn't the arcade and it's just not real. And now yeah. it's like it's all arcade. <laughs> I mean, it's all console. And yeah. um, I feel like the same thing is happening with uh, online slowly but surely. I think eventually, especially if everything does go to good rollback, I mean, obviously there's bad rollback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, as it gets to good rollback, I think online absolutely is legit results at this point yeah well yeah i think it's it's similar with us too a little bit i think especially since i think our good online is so new yeah um i think there's a lot of people that are like you know because before before with delay based netcode everyone was like uh that's that's whatever right (laughs) but but now it's you know it's so new that people aren't they don't really view it as legitimate so much um yeah. you know it'll it'll be interesting when ranked comes out and you know there's like an actual leaderboard and people can see you know like does this leaderboard look legit and if it does then maybe that you know lends credibility to the argument that like obviously online play is at least sort of like mm-hmm. somewhat mirrors offline although offline i think will always be more prestigious more i think that's the oh, same yeah. in every game every every game yeah. right every game yeah. is like that yeah every yeah game. Well, we've so, talked yeah. about the the players and people who have gotten good over the last couple of years, but I'm curious if you could talk to, and maybe this is not just Slippy, but I'm just curious about the evolution in general of the the characters. You know, we talked about how that top eight is oh. uh, pretty all over the place, and how in top 64, I mean, you know, there's more foxes than most. Like, there's still yeah. there's tears, obviously, mm-hmm. but, but like there are other spaces. characters. <laughs> there are other characters, yeah, yeah, who who are competitive yeah. in ways that they weren't years ago. What do you attribute that to? Melee's crazy. I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I think, um, I think the game is super deep, uh, and people are finding ways to push characters in ways that I think, uh, you know, you hadn't considered before. But I think that's been the history of melee forever. Uh, early on, probably we could say it happened with Puff. Uh, then, like with Armada, it happened with Peach. 
and you know with Amsa, Yoshi, and so on. You you kind of need this one, at least this one player who really <laughs> just like sort of pushes those boundaries and really really makes the character. You see, me melee is so fluid that I think you can overcome a lot just with just with your you, you know your movement and your ability. And even though obviously there is a tier list, some characters are better than others. I, I maybe I, compared to some other games, I think the strategies are not so simple. I think you can't just be like, okay, I can do this one basic strategy and I'll win always, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that works in almost any matchup. I, I don't, I don't think you can do that. So I think like. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's a complex game. The interactions are really complicated, uh, and I think you can always find ways to push things. Do you feel like having again these tools again? And as you mentioned, it's not just uh, good online play, but also like replay function and yeah. like actual some some training mode stuff. Like, yeah how 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 important is the tech side of this to developing those characters? It's so hard for me to answer you because I'm not a grinder myself. Uh, so I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how how much that helps the people who really do grind those scenarios. Uh, but obviously, for this, I have to I have to shout out uh, what's called Uncle Punch's training mode. Uncle Punch is a guy who also lives in New York. He's uh, you know, he's helped on Slippy a whole lot. Um, and he's converted sort of like the the classic uh, event menu or whatever in Melee to sort of uh, training uh, exercises. So it in, and and they span all all ranges, right? Like even new players can come in and like you can practice your wave dashes, you can practice your L cancels, and it gives you like real time feedback of how you're doing, so like like when if you need to like press the buttons faster, and then you know it, it goes on to more complicated things. There's like ledge dashes you can set up specific scenarios right like you can record inputs for one character save it and then like move the other character somewhere take control of the other character play back the inputs from the other one and then like like react or like maybe you'll you're like figuring out how to cover a specific edge guarding situation or something like that right um so certainly our training tools are huge and i mean that's it's huge shout out to uncle punch for that and i'm that's helped like the tippy top players a whole lot for sure I think that is probably what pushes the top top players more, and I think something like online is probably what gets people to the range where like mm -hmm. that stuff becomes relevant, right? So it's like I think that the you know it, it's interesting how like the different things are helpful at maybe different skill levels. Right. Now uh, you said that uh, a ranked mode is coming out soon. Huh? Is that what you guys are currently developing? Like when is when is the ETA on that kind of thing, or has it even been announced? You know, I know I some people in the I, chat were asking. So yeah, I, I, it's it's the the number one question I get. I don't do ETAs because I feel like it just causes you to potentially rush and like release a bad product, and also I think it increases stress and also makes it. Maybe like you don't work as well. Uh, it I, I feel like I certainly don't work as well when I have deadlines oh, yeah. and so on. But it's tricky. I I wish it was out already. You know I, I'm making really good progress on it. Uh, it's it's getting there. It's getting there is the the most I will say. I I don't have I don't have an ETA. It's been I've been working on it for a long time. So give us a, give uh, us an ETA Ultra Chen TV Tuesday <laughs> Show exclusive. Uh -huh. Ranked mode day announced. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yes. All uh, right, Fizzy, well, real quick. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Go ahead. Go for it. I'll say real quick, before I let you go, I need to ask you, have you ever heard of a game called Mario Superstar Baseball? Uh, yes. <laughs> I have aware, heard. Were you aware that similar to Slippy, a scene has developed around that game competitively, and they developed their own version of Dolphin, so mm. people can net play Mario Superstar Baseball across, well, I guess the globe. Uh, oh, but wow. they developed like their own netcode for it, where the batter is the host and they have no delay, and the pitcher is delay based, so they have a little bit of delay. Oh, interesting, interesting. It's, it's really, really cool stuff. That's but I've clever. been playing a ton of that, so I was just curious. Yeah. I was just curious if you had, had heard about that. Project. I hadn't heard about that. No, that that's 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 really cool. It's it's cool uh, it's to hear about Tech other Rio, scenes. If you want to look, yeah, it up. But, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, you know, a lot of scenes actually reach out to me uh, about like netcode and stuff like i've taught i like i think people from like halo one have reached out to me and like you know a, a whole bunch of other games that want you know want better netcode <laughs> for their games so it's, it's yeah, obviously it's a very common awesome. thing yeah um i asked this question to everybody if it, nobody else has any questions here but you know i i'll ask this as a double question then one you know where does the handle fizzy come from and then where did the name Slippy come from? Why did you choose Slippy for the project? Um, fizzy. Well, I, it, it's a uh, you know. I think a lot of people make names when they're uh, when they're young or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm actually pretty happy with the way mine turned out in the end. But um, okay. no, it, it's actually. Yeah. What's that? How old was I? I it was it was when I was playing Counter Strike. I think I think I started using like the word fission. Uh, in my name for a while, and then I didn't want to use Fission anymore, so it transitioned to Fizzy, uh, which is kind of weird. That's not probably not what you'd expect from that name. I think most <laughs> people think like Fizzy Soda or whatever, but it's not. It's not about that. Uh, and uh, Slippy, we'll we'll just we'll just let that one. Uh, you know, we'll 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 let the public decide where that came from. <laughs> Slippy. Did anyone, when they heard the name of it, you know, argue with you and go, Slippy, no! You know, like being mad about it. Or, anyway. Yeah, um, no. All right, uh, man. Plug it. Yeah. Plug everything you got. Oh, Join God. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess, first of all, thanks to everyone who supports Slippy. You know, all, all of the support staff in the Discord and all of the people contributing to the open source. Uh, my Patreon, uh, obviously, is probably the, the number one plug. Uh, it's Fizzy36, patreon.com slash Fizzy36. Um, my Twitter, also Fizzy36. I post updates and stuff there. Um, yeah, nice. I think that's what I got. Sweet. Right. Thanks, Thanks a lot for, for coming that. on and talking with yeah. us about this. Yeah. It's been really tell, interesting. Tell my sister I said hi. haven't been we'll able to talk to, to my you. sister we'll in do. a long time. So. <laughs> yeah. Ho hopefully soon uh, there will be right. events or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. Here. And, yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. It was fun. Thanks for staying up. Have a good night. Yeah. Good talking. All right. So there we go. Cool. Sorry. Um, did you transition out? Oh yeah. yeah. Go ahead and you jump out of the thing now. Get out of here. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Super cool. The changes that have gone on in melee. Just you know, it's something that I watch casually. Right. I mean, I, mm -hmm, something mm -hmm. if, if I could go back in time and and back do it all over time, again and play time. two different games than I actually did, it would be Marvel 2 and it would be Melee. Those those two games seem like they have like the most 
the most yeah. draw for me in a way that like now getting into them is just sounds very <laughs> difficult for me. But like, hey, if I look, could just like go back in time, like if that would you be... started two years ago at this pandemic playing some Slippy, you could have gotten second place at Genesis Eight as well. well. Maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> no offense, David, but I don't think your hands could play melee, dude. You're absolutely right, actually. That's <laughs> very yeah. fair. Very Not going to happen, bro. <laughs> very fair. That's very true. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, honestly, it's uh, it's really cool. And, you know, I will say this, and I, I don't know if he's still watching, but, like, dude, what Slippy has probably done for the melee scene is probably immeasurable, to be honest. You know, like, the advancement and having that online netcode. Because, again... I mean, look at what it's doing for Strive right now. It's the le it's the record breaker entrant at Combo Breaker ever. It's the number one game at Evo right now. You know, it's it's crazy what good netcode can do. So, there you go. Uh, I don't. This headset just has the thing attached, and I never use yeah, it because I use the actual mic. But uh, anyway, <laughs> there All we right. go. Can you hear? Can you can you hear me now? Is it better? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's cool. Better. Yeah, it sounds much better now. Okay. Okay. Right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the 5-5 matchup. All righty. Well, we have a few questions this week. Of course, this is where we let everybody send in questions of their own, and then we leave it to you, the viewers, to decide which ones we will actually, in fact, discuss. We doing one this week? Uh, I think so. I think we just have one. And if we can do two, we'll do two. Let's do one. All right, number one. So vote. You're gonna get to vote. Vote like you got one choice, because you yeah. know, number one. Vote, vote is not set up yet. I'll let you know yeah. as soon as it is. Just saying, you know, think about what you're gonna do. Number one, any tips on how to cope with the feelings of wanting to get better at fighting games, but other things in life, like different priorities, are preventing the time and effort to do so. Number two, could the next DBFZ make the switch to the perspective of Dragon Ball Xenoverse and make it work? 2D and Dragon Ball feels odd to me. And then lastly, number three, when a new audience is introduced to fight games, we tend to hear the complaints of difficulty, execution, monetization, etc. Do you think these complaints are valid relative to other genres, and or are there other lying, other underlying issues that are less obvious slash talked about? All right, the polls are up! Exclamation mark one, exclamation mark two, and exclamation mark three are your votes. If you are a sub, you get two votes. You can use that to vote for two different questions, or you can be a cheater and double down on one question. It's up to you. Good old Tupperware. I don't think you're the only one who does it, so... <laughs> Putting my official thumb on the scales there. Woo. Uh, I don't think, I don't even know if we have to go much longer at this point. As oh, you yeah? can see in the results right there, Mubot just put in the results right there. Okay. It seems right, number one. pretty number one runaway right now. I'll give it another second. No, with over 50% of the votes at this point in time, where we're nearing 40 votes, I am closing it. It is number one. Let's go ahead and do this now. Let's okay, do this. so number one is any tips on how to cope with the feelings of wanting to get better at fighting games, but other things in life, like different priorities, are preventing the time and effort to do so. Right, okay, so... Let me tell you something I realized every, today, everybody. Just realized it today. Actually, I realized it yesterday. What's that? I realized, let me tell you something that I realized yesterday. Oh, James, okay. Tell me. James, if you don't mind. Go for it. 
what I realized, James, is that I'm not good at Street Fighter V. And my intention was to get good at Street Fighter V for the purposes of entering tournaments this year. And I went online yesterday, and boy, I'm not good at all. And I played <laughs> again today, and I'm also just not good. And bummer. Definitely bummer. And I thought to myself, like, hold on, like, wasn't that good at this game, like, just a little bit ago? And then I realized, oh, yeah, like, I played basically only Mortal Kombat 11 for, like, two months. And then I played only either Elden Ring or King of Fighters 15 for the last <laughs> also two months. And so it's actually been, like, a while since I played Street Fighter V. And my intention, again, was to get good at both MK and SF5. I wanted to enter tournaments in both. And now it's been two months since I even played MK. I'm probably not good at that anymore. Because I just got on this train of like, I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring and KOF's really fun. So I've wanted to spend my fighting game time on that. And so I, have, I find myself in this situation of wanting to get better at these two games. But other things in life, like different priorities, have come up in the meantime. I mean, you know, of course, in the meantime, I'm also like working and like life's happening. Um, but yeah, my time spent gaming, I have not spent on those games, even though I'd like to get good at them. So I, I definitely currently feel the feelings of what this exactly <laughs> describes. And it, it's a bummer. It's a bummer in some ways. Uh, on, the, on the one hand, it's nice because I've been enjoying myself. I've been, I've been enjoying playing King of Fighters. It's really fun. It's the first one that I've played since 13. And even 13, I probably didn't play as much as King of Fighters 15 so far. Um, and I've been liking exploring an Elden Ring a lot. It's really fun for that gorgeous game. So many positives about it. And so I've been enjoying myself. So it's hard to be too negative about it. But at the same time, yeah, like it's, I feel um, kind of disappointed in myself that like I didn't even enter for Texas Showdown and Combo Breaker's only a month away. Like, can I really like get good again in that <laughs> period of time? It's going to be tough. I don't know. If Let I'm me tell you, David, Ultra so, David. It's, it's disappointing. Yeah. Here's the thing about that. You did the opposite of what every FGC player does. Yeah. Every FGC, every FGC player says, I retire. They go on Twitter and make a twit longer and they thank all their friends and I'm quitting playing professionally. And then they don't quit. They just keep playing. Yeah. You did sure. the opposite. You said, I'm coming back. I'm coming for you, Tom Brady. I'm coming for you, whoever is top ninja killer, Sonic Fox. And then, and then you didn't, you didn't play. Yeah. So you did the opposite <laughs> of what they do. I did. Yeah. David. I mean, one of the hard things though, I think, you know, in your circumstance here, David, you know, one of the differences, especially with what this question is talking about, I feel like too, is that, you know, you're enjoying the things that are taking you away from fighting games. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's easy to justify, right? Like, okay, I'm not getting good at Street Fighter Five, but I'm having fun with Elden Ring. And, you know, a lot of the a lot of people out there, you know, are just finding themselves in a situation where, you know, financially they're working two jobs, or you know, yeah, they sure. have families and stuff like that, and they're just not in this position to be able to get good when that competitive spirit still burns and stuff. And, you know, for me, you know, you know me, I've been playing like 80 fighting games and so I can't get good at any of them. And that's like really frustrating for me. Like, so, you know, if don't do as I do, don't get super frustrated and like beat yourself up over it. Honestly, the real answer is you, you can't feel guilty about it. You can't feel bad about it because, you know, in the end, games are games, right? And this is something that we should be doing for enjoyment. And if the pressure to enjoy something 
makes it so that you don't enjoy it, you know, that's that's just an ex a level of extra uh, pressure that you don't need to put on yourself. And there are multiple ways to enjoy it. So you want to be good at fighting games. Honestly, like my best period of Guilty Gear XX uh, during that series was because I watched Acho videos like during code compilation like every single day. So, you know, I was just getting better through osmosis. And so that's why when me and my friend play, I could just pick up a random character and start doing some of the combos because I had just seen them a bazillion times, you know. So if you don't have the chance to play them and get good, you can still do so by <laughs> watching a lot of YouTube. We were talking about this earlier, you know, uh, you know, just absorbing the content, enjoying the content from that casual point of view. But, you know, honestly, in all seriousness, you can't let it be a burden on you. Life is going to be more important. And if you do have other things that are serious, like I said, like obviously if you're in the situation that David's in, that's cruel, that's great. You know, enjoy the things that you're gonna enjoy and, and make sure that you're happy out of that. But if you are in a situation where you just feel like you can't play because other stuff, real life as we describe it is happening, you know, don't let the games burden you and hopefully let us content creators, streamers, TOs, all these guys bring you the necessary joy from the genre that you love, that you can enjoy it a little bit casually and maybe if things get better, you can get back into it. But um, honestly, that's just the best way to put it. It's it kind of sucks to say it this way, but real life is more important. Take care of your stuff, man, and, and, and make sure that, you know, you can get to that point where you can enjoy the hobby again, honestly. All right, listen here, caller, whatever your name is. Uh, <laughs> call me in Ultra 10 Show. The truth is, just drop everything. Whatever, Whatever's getting in the way of fighting games, drop that <laughs> shit. Prioritize fighting games. Listen, the only way to get rich in life is to sell drugs or become a content creator. So what you do is you, you go all in on content creation and fighting games. You're going to make tens, maybe even twenties of dollars. So <laughs> you'll be rich in no time. Yeah, no, no time. I mean, it's just, it's just By the way, the opinions of the Ultra 10 TV podcast do not necessarily reflect the uh, opinions of the Ultra 10 TV podcast. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, you look at me right now. I'm living my life right now where I am just... Like, I'm like Scrooge McDuck, right? I'm basically swimming in money all the time yeah, thanks yeah. to eSports. You know, you can go this route, you know, but I just wouldn't recommend it, you know? I mean... Not everybody can carry that many dollars, James. You know, dude, everybody has a limit to how much they can physically carry. Do you know how you many bruises... So many do you know dollars. how many bruises I have from diving into gold coins? Oh. Like, it hurts. It's great. It's fun. It's gratifying, but it hurts it physically. Yeah. But imagine. <laughs> Look, but it, it's yeah. Go on. Uh, no, I was going to say nothing of importance. Go ahead. Okay. Well, look. I, like I said, I understand the feeling of wanting to get good at something and not being as good as I want to be. But yeah, as James said, it's also not because I'm. I'm too burdened by other things. I got work and stuff. But you know, I I make time for gaming. And it's just been that my gaming focus has been elsewhere. And right. I find that it's difficult for me to 
to honestly even notice that that was happening. Like I said, I <laughs> I turned on Street Fighter Five yesterday, and I like fully expected to like do fine. Listen, Bob, if you <laughs> enter Street Fighter Five like at Combo Breaker, you and I are gonna have words. What's your rank? What's your rank oh, right now in Street Fighter Five, David? No, I'm not even master anymore. I I fell into um whatever the one is below diamond? that, like Mac, like high level diamond. God, you're fine, dude. <laughs> you're still not if I'm good. Get out of not if I'm gonna get out of pools. No, okay, I'm not, okay, I'm okay. not in a place where I can get right. Out of yeah, okay, good. okay, yeah. You Based off of the the, the the New Year's resolution, yeah, for sure, for sure. Start practicing, you bum. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I've been playing the last couple days. Yesterday, when I realized that, I I it wasn't it wasn't like oh man, I'm bad at this. I don't want to play anymore. It was like I I let my self down in a way like it's disappointment. You know, that was what it was, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. So yeah. I guess my my idea now is uh i mean i'm almost done with elden ring anyway uh so that you know not much time left where like that's going to be an issue have you um, even beat radon yet i have now beaten dude by the time i actually played him i was so over leveled i just beat yeah, him in one try so, <laughs> uh, i mean so, yeah i mean i have like 100 hours in that game at this point i've just put way too much time into uh, it. interesting so, question from flotas here what advice do you have for people who have time but are just lazy uh, honestly, I mean, it's a great question. I find myself doing that a lot of the times, too, because I'll be like, I should play, but that means I should stream. But that means I should cat jumps on me. Ah, forget it. I'm done. You but know, it, like, doesn't, it doesn't mean that you should stream. You right. That's, that's stream, a different... Like also, that's yeah. a different problem. I have a different problem. I have that problem here because I don't necessarily enjoy streaming fighting games because I get so salty. That's just yeah. how I am. I just get salty, and it's not a fun, enjoyable flow playing. I want to be the guy kind of salty. You know I what I mean? So, Look, I so just, what, but what I want to yeah. Okay. Oh no! What I was just about to say is that if you're lazy about it, it's because there's something about it that you're not enjoying. You want to get good at it. You have to find a way to get yourself the joy out of it. So even if it is just sitting there in training mode, like Olaf, for example, he just sits in training mode and just grinds away at KOF, finding tech, finding tech. And that honestly is like his favorite way to play fighting games, you yeah. know, and if that will help you. And then for me, like I'll do that, but then I just really want to see if what I'm grinding works. And that's what pushes me to go and play online sometimes. So, you know, find the way to enjoy the game uh, and that will make it so that you will try to play and improve a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I'm planning to do, I, I want to start community lobby streams for, like I do with uh, Soul Calibur for KOF. I just need to figure out a time and date and convince myself that I can be consistent with it because I'm, I'm, I'm just... Again, I'm I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm lazy, and I discourage myself very easily. So, here's the thing about laziness: laziness isn't a thing. It doesn't really exist. Just what, like rivalries. <laughs> no, I mean really. Like instead, something else is happening. Like you are you're distracted in some way. You're putting things off for some reason. There's some reason that you're putting things off. It's not for zero reason because you're lazy. There's some reason for that. And um, it's not always easy to figure out why things like that are going on, but like there are reasons that people behave in the ways that they do. It's not for no reason. Um, so I mean, look, like that's that's true. It's true for you, too, James. It's true for me. No, no, I'm only laughing because you say laziness doesn't exist, but that's yeah. because you didn't live with my older brother. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm Let sure, me I'm tell sure you. Not. Let sure me tell not. you. I, like, I have I, a friend. I have this friend who. Uh, 
that their dishes get so bad that their roommate threw the dishes on their bed. And then instead of doing the dishes, they just wrapped up the sheets and threw the whole dishes out. Yeah, 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 exactly that's, right. That's yeah. And th- so, that, <laughs> yeah, so I know <laughs> that's what a laziness thing. Yeah, it's a, there's, there's some something going, going on, on there. Like when I did that, to be clear, uh, yeah, there was something, something happening. Like I, I definitely described myself as when I was that age as being lazy. And I was described as lazy many, many times. Uh, and that continued for a long time. But like in retrospect, like, you know, that's just like classic ADHD stuff. It's like I had other depressive issues going on. And, you know, it wasn't for no reason. There was some reason. And after having, you know, been lucky enough to have like solved some of those issues or at least been working on them pretty well for a while at this point, I can look back and, and notice that. So when I'm playing fighting games now, um, it's whether I'm getting good or not isn't about whether I'm lazy because really it wasn't about that. It was about whether I was distracted or whether I was able to focus or whether I was just depressed or whatever it was um, before. Or, you know, yeah. for a long time it was physical reasons for me personally, but like for most people it's not going to be that reason. Um, so, you know, if, if you feel like you have issues with laziness, easier said than done, obviously, but try thinking about like what is actually going on rather than mm-hmm. just describing yourself as lazy and, and kind of consigning yourself to that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've often said before, the main reason why I don't stream fighting games online is because I just don't think I'm fun to watch because I get so upset and angry <laughs> and salty. And it makes me feel bad that I make other people feel bad watching me get so salty at fighting games. It's, you know? it's not at all easy to measure laziness by accomplishment because while I was so lazy... I'll be honest, man. In my opinion, I was knocking it out of the park in so many different ways. <laughs> uh, I was I was killing all of these like major tests. I was getting A's everywhere. I was winning fighting game tournaments. Uh, I was doing well in hockey and whatever, else, like all the stuff. Well, remember, so everybody sucked at fighting games back then. And, you well, it's true. It was a lot easier to win, but like still, <laughs> I, I was doing this. So I was I was in fact getting accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's very lucky to have been able to do that stuff. But, like, I, you, you can't measure whether somebody's lazy by what is, in fact, being accomplished. That's just not really how it works. And a lot of things that you probably won't even realize are accomplishments, right? Like the fact that every time I lie down on my couch, Jasmine will come from anywhere in the house running to jump on my chest and, like, get massages and sleep and, and like, headbutt me and nuzzle me and all this stuff like that like i said she wasn't like that at first and you know uh honestly that's kind of an accomplishment for me (laughs) to have turned her into super super lap like lovey kind of a a affectionate cat you know it sounds like i'm being lazy but you know i put in the work for that i put in the work for that dude yeah brock's got this cat who likes one person in the entire world and it's him. Like, that is definitely cool. Yeah. Look at that little kitty cat. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I absolutely agree that you don't need to define what is an accomplishment uh, or, or even, like, what, what is how good you want to be in fighting games in the ways that people often do. I think you can think better about that. Hi. Like, she used to just claw my face off when I did this. I mean, she's still trying to claw my face off. DJ Blues, that happens to me too. In fact, um, it happened to me today. I realized that I wasn't having a great mental day, in part because over lunch I was uh, playing Street Fighter V. And it wasn't just that I wasn't doing very well. It was also like 
I realized that like part of why I wasn't doing well was like I wasn't really paying to what attention to what the other person was doing. And, right. Like, I was yeah. Tilt, you were autopiloting constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like upset right away as soon as something went wrong in ways that like I don't really usually get like that anymore. <laughs> so it was, you know, yeah. Dude, it, honestly, it helps me realize how I'm feeling too. It's one of the most dangerous things, and and happens when you stream fighting games too. The longer you go, the more you start autopiloting. But autopiloting is like one of the biggest killers of fighting game performance because you yeah. just stop thinking about what the other person's doing that's why i always emphasize fighting games are a two-player game and 100 once you start getting to that point we're like i'm just gonna try my mix-up and not because oh i noticed he blocked all the time so i'm going for no you're just like i'm just gonna do this because this is what i do <laughs> yeah all right well hey by the way bab good work on the look alive broadcast oh is it done for today Played, then well i don't know if it's done i'm not watching it right okay, now okay. but uh he had a set versus uh funk doc, funk doc in who did? jackie chan jackie chan who did oh oh spab did oh okay nice nice yeah. okay nice yeah good cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. all right anyway let's move on to the next thing here yeah just uh announcement that you know Offlines are starting to come back. Texas Showdown is coming back and will be taking place in Texas Showdown, as we've mentioned, year after year after year. Used to be one of the four Grand Slams in North America. Uh, eventually was passed on to lesser qualified TOs and lost a lot of luster, unfortunately, but has since returned back to its original TOs. And since then, Texas Showdown has slowly but surely been growing into one of the best uh, majors uh, in the States and is slowly but surely becoming like one of the premier places. So uh, that's taking place this weekend again. Shout outs to Javi and Chris, who are the two guys who help run that uh, event and do such an awesome job with it. So really, really happy to see that they're back this year and that will be taking place this weekend. In Houston, and it will have, you know, most of the games that you expect. Uh, so check it out if you are somebody who likes to watch fighting games. Is anybody like that watching the stream right now? Anybody like that right now? Maybe. That if so, just in case. <laughs> just in case you like watching fighting games, uh, check it out. There's like TX Showdown Live, and there's also Tampa Never Sleeps, and yeah. a whole bunch of other stuff, a whole bunch of other channels that things will be on. So check it out. Just follow them at Texas underscore, underscore Showdown to see uh, i will be there i'll be commentating super turbo and third strike and street fighter the fifth nice so it's like and i'll be taking a ride on the aeroplane to get there which as of yesterday you don't gotta wear a mask for good work everybody in the world congratulations to all of us Ugh, i look man. i look forward to sitting next to somebody on the plane who is just hacking up along without the courtesy to protect everybody from them thanks yeah i mean i'm going to the office tomorrow and I have no idea how that's going to look. Jeez. So. Oh, I mean, yeah. honestly, uh, I turned to in person office. Not getting it for two years. Well, I don't, I'm not, it's just one day. Yeah. I, I'm work from home. I have to go on like once a quarter or something like that. Right. Okay. Course, yeah. Tomorrow's that day for me. So, see, well, can't uh, wait to see COVID. Unfortunately, I yeah. won't be at Texas Showdown. I am not going to Texas Showdown this year. Oh, yeah, me neither. Solely because I submitted my commentary request too late uh but that is due to adhd and 
No uh, sounds yeah. like laziness to me. See, the best thing yeah. about the best thing about <laughs> understanding that I have this ADHD now, and this is the biggest difference, honestly. I in the past would have just been miserable. Yeah. And just absolutely Why did this happen? You don't understand. I can't believe I let this happen. Up. Oh my god. And now yeah. I'm like, whoops. And when uh I talked to Javi and Javi was like Hey, uh, we're gonna stick by the schedule, even though you know, obviously you're James Chen, and I was like, dude, don't, don't, I'm good. <laughs> so I will be home. I'll be watching. So uh, I, I, I can't wait to see you doing commentary there and such. And and like I said, nowadays it's like, oh, well, I get why that happened, and so <laughs> not beating myself up over it feels good. <laughs> Honestly, that is good. That is good. Oh yeah. man. All right, let's move on to the mailbag. 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 There was a song that me and my brother used to always sing when we were kids all the time. And I don't even know where that tune came from. But it's just something that we used to always do. And I'm still not even sure where it came from and why I'm using it right now. So, okay, let's see here. Mailbag questions. Uh, let's see here. Well, well, well. Mr. Midnight via Twitter asked, what characters return to Street Fighter VI would be the most surprising? Hmm. I have my answer for that, which is going to be El Fuerte. Because... <laughs> I just don't think they're, that character's coming back ever until maybe Street Fighter Eight, And then when that happens, everyone will be like, oh, he's finally coming back. He was my favorite character in Street Fighter Four. I'm so happy. So there you go. I mean, Saddam, yeah, because he just hasn't come back. So there has to be other reasons why he's never he's shown Street up. Fighter Five already. Well, he's, he's in, in, yeah, the, he's background. in the background. Yeah, he's in the background. Autumn coming back without a name change would be shocking. I, I yeah. think they, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them come back. They would have a name change. She's I okay. mean, the funny thing is, he a, has an easy name. name to change to. Yeah. Just call him Katana. That's exactly what he was named in American Final Fight. He was not Sodom in American Final Fight. He was named Katana. It's like there's not even a hard decision to make for his American well, that's name. That's a pretty terrible name. So. It, it is, is a terrible, terrible name, but there's a history to it, right? So yeah, there's already a fighting game character named Katana. Katana, right? Fair spelled enough. correctly, James. <laughs> they totally knew how to spell Katana right back in Midway back in the day. I'd be very yeah. shocked if uh, one of the guys that's punching the other guy at the start of Street Fighter Two is a play playable character in Street Fighter Six. But they that's not a character that. coming back, though, right? They were in the Street Fighter. They just weren't playable. <laughs> Technically so correct. Shocked. The I'd best be kind of correct. Exactly. Oh, man. Technically correct. <laughs> Change the name but make it worse. We gave up on that joke a long time ago. What's it called now? Eurectum. <laughs> it's Futurama joke, dude. Indeed. Oh, Indeed. God. So was mine. All right. Good job, everybody. Uh, my answer to this is probably just 12. I think 12 is probably never coming back. I would love it if 12 came back. I think the closest we'll probably ever get was 11. 11 came back. Well, was, you know, put into a game for the first time. But as far as like 12 coming back, as much as he deserves it, 
as as unique and interesting as he was and as you know fascinating and pretty of a character as he was he's just probably not going to come back at this point unfortunately but other than that i yeah the sad thing is like while i do think he's probably one of the worst designed characters visually and i hate him in third strike but given what the five team has managed to do with characters like oro and seth i actually would love to see what they could do with a different kind of 12 like i i've hated oro i've never been a fan of oro but now i think oro is super sick so you know i'm down with it i'm down with it all right Okay. That's it. It's the answer. Here we go. That's it. Right. We did it. Question what else we got? Number two for the mailbag. Dun, dun, dun. Let's see here. Sean is going to be a launch character in Street Fighter Six. That could be. Dude, I had someone actually tell me that, you know, what they should have did with him is make Sean and then just give him a bunch of, like, cool basketball moves. And, like, I'm totally down with that idea. Yeah. Like it should have been for Street Fighter Five before Street Fighters, you know, before Third Strike, because then you could see like he had a basketball fireball, and that's why he developed the Hado Burst, because it's kind of like the same kind okay. of concept. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good things. His Dragon did. Punch and Second Impact had a dunk at the end of it. Right. Exactly. Right. You could have seen the. He could have just had like a DP move that was just a dunk, and you can see how it turned into that, you know, kind of thing. So. But uh, Dart via Twitter says, Little Timmy walks into the UCTV fighting game store with his first $60. How do you convince Timmy to spend his $60 on your favorite fighting game? I got to be honest, Little Timmy. He came to the wrong place with that money. <laughs> and I, let me, let's go to the local Ralph's. I'll buy you some uh, Fortnite bucks. And just enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself, little Timmy. Make sure you know what you can. You can buy the Ryu. You can buy the Ryu outfit with those Fortnite bucks. And uh, maybe play a fighting game that way. Maybe maybe you'll play Ryu and Chun Li and. Well, here's what I would do. Fortnite. I would say, little Timmy, log in to your Epic Game Store account, wishlist Rumbleverse, and just wait because Rumbleverse is going to be, I imagine, free to play. But you don't have to spend any money, Timmy. You can you can play the hottest upcoming fighting game for free if you wish list it on the Epic Game Store and just wait. You have to save that sixty bucks, Timmy. And I guess that is your favorite fighting game of the moment. I mean, I mean, I love Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah, that's I true, would yeah. never try to convince someone to play Marvel Three at this point, like a brand new fighting game player, because not because like you can't learn it, but because it's too hard to find games. It's too hard to, to get on Parsec and like, there's no way I'm going to, you know, a little th- 12, 13 year old kid trying to learn fight. Like I wouldn't do that to them. I would probably tell them to, to play Guilty Gear. There's some good 13 year old kids out there, man. <laughs> there are, there are, there are. But it's just, I look, man, the world of Marvel 3 is not meant for a 13 year old. You know what I would say? You know what I would tell them to do? I would say, take that $60, go to patreon.com slash fizzy36. Give him those $60, download yourself some Slippy, and go play some Melee online. That's what I would say. There's other aspects. There's other things you have to download to make something work. People will help you with that, I'm sure. We can't get into that here on this program (laughs) where we abide by the laws. 
I mean, like, yeah. when I was like, how do I get the ROM for a certain game on Fightcade? And people were like, uh. And I was like, oh, wow. This yeah. is ridiculously easy. Never mind. Okay. So can't there do you it. Go. It can't be done. Yeah, look, I, I mean, as a more serious answer to this, I just, I don't feel like it's a good idea to be in the business of trying to goad somebody into playing a fighting game. I'm, I'm excited when somebody says that they're interested in playing a fighting game. When I'm playing a fighting game or watching a fighting game and somebody comes by and they are interested in it, that's awesome. And what? Here's the thing. The question specifically says, though, if you recall, they are walking into our fighting game store. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. they are clearly already interested okay, in fighting okay. games. So, okay, so they're going to they're gonna spend it on a fighting game. Why not right. the one I want them to play? Okay, fair enough. Sure. Right. What game would I get them to play in that? They're going to play a fighting game. And I want them to play what? Uh, Guilty Gear. I mean, honestly, MK11 is not a bad choice because there's so much to do in that game, right? There's I feel like a... that is. I was I was thinking about saying that. Yeah. Yeah. There's just there's so much to do in MK11. So if you're uh, somebody who wants to be a competitive player, obviously you can do that. But you can also just like grind the towers, which are different all the time. There's always new things happening in there, literally mm-hmm. daily, and and there's a lot of one player content that's in there there's an actually pretty good story mode in there <laughs> 13 year old yeah actually that's kind of you can fair. dress up your dolls you can dress he, up your dolls prob- even in mk11 you probably shouldn't be playing a rated immature game whatever <laughs> man <laughs> what come on i played everything as the kid i can't front yeah play. and we turned out great yeah we're fine dude, <laughs> i watched robocop so many times as a little kid dude yeah people getting blown off. to bits and shit dude so. i mean yeah as long no, as there's somebody you. around to explain the context or they're, you know, not morons or whatever. Like, obviously, this generation has not turned out as violent as so people if predicted kid, in the 90s due to violent video Your games. own kid, David, your own kid wants to see yeah. what dad does at Evo. And yeah. you're commentating Mortal Kombat 15. And yeah. it's the most violent version of the game ever because that's just how it's going. Yeah. Would you let little David watch that i can't imagine little david not having already seen me play mk15 right like (laughs) how could i have like lived with another human for until they're old enough to talk and express interest in things without them having seen me play the fight i actually i I actually have friends that have like kids of that age you know six seven eight years old that they won't play video games in front of them because of that yeah because they I, like playing Grand Theft Auto and things like that, and they don't want their kids to see it, so they wait for them to go to bed. And those are the only yep. times they allow themselves mm-hmm, to play those mm-hmm. type of games. I know a lot Do of Do they play like games with the kids that are, like, more kid-appropriate? Yep. Yeah, they'll, oh, they'll wow. play things that are rated E or teen at worst. Dude, they, my, they one of my favorite stories is I had okay. a coworker at my last job that had a PlayStation, I think it was 3 at the time, that their kid did not even know their dad had because it was in dad's office and you're not allowed to go into that office and the kid always wanted a PS3 and his dad had one and the kid didn't know until one time I think like an older cousin showed up and the dad was like, "Hey, you want to come play the PlayStation 3?" and like the kid was just like living <laughs> Get wrecked, yeah. kid. That actually doesn't sound very nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with the kid there. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. Well, anything else to say on this? No, no. I think. That, I mean, honestly, if I had to pick an actual modern fighting game for the kid to pick up, I would probably, I would probably go with Strive right now. Uh, Striver, maybe KOF 15. I think either of those two is a kind of a, a good choice, but Strive probably more because... Mortal Kombat would be the best choice. But yeah. I mean, well, I mean... Uh, I would roll back, whatever. I would pick something... I mean, it sucks to say this, but Mortal Kombat is, what, like two years old now, right? So three. I would... Three years old? Dang. Guys, it really three the years third year. Holy crap! Okay, I, I would only pick KOF and Guilty Gear or Guilty Gear because they're newer. That's it. That's the only yeah. reason why. So, sixteen-bit uh, types. I was eleven when MK came out, and look at me, Ed. She spelled "came" with the K A M E. I don't know, Stephanie. Just stop making an argument you think it's making. Yeah. Or it's making the argument exactly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, hey, I hope that during the show you guys haven't been able to hear the beep that beeps loudly in my apartment once every single fair, minute I haven't heard it. for the past yeah. four days. Now you guys haven't heard that? Okay, mm -hmm. good. Because just outside of this office, there's a living room there that has had a smoke detector beeping as if its battery is running out for the past four days. And you once know why you minute. haven't fixed it? Because you're lazy, yeah, David. Because you're lazy. Dang, I, you got it. You nailed me. <laughs> it turns out, so we live in an apartment, and I and I asked the guy who you know does all the maintenance to come in and be like, "All right, dude, we actually don't know where this is coming from. We can't find this smoke detector. Can you please find and shut down this? Smoke find detector? it and shut it down. Shut now. it down right away. He couldn't. He spent like twenty minutes walking around our apartment trying to find this smoke detector, and then he went to the nearby to the next door apartment, and he went to the downstairs apartment, and he went upstairs. And there's no smoke alarm, smoke detector beeping in those apartments. It's somewhere in the bones of my apartment. We have a haunted ceiling smoke detector that is just not visible and is beeping once every minute for the entire last four days. Dude, who would uh, build a battery-powered smoke detector in the ceiling like that? You know what I this have... actually is, James? This is karma for every single time David farted on his brother. Every single time he walked into a room and unleashed a silent but deadly disaster and blamed a different family member. Every single time fart milk was created. This is every beat. This is one you for know, all of your sins. All of your fart related sins, David. There was definitely Oh one no, time. I have many months left of uh, the smoke detector yes, beeping in that case. Gonna go on. I mean, there was definitely one time a bunch of commentators were hanging out in a hotel room and David definitely cleared out half of the hotel room. So that's we all right. ran to the other side. So I don't yeah. remember that, but that sounds yeah. like something I would do. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember all these sins, obviously, because you're getting one a minute. Just to remind One you. a the minute. The telltale smoke one detector. It yep. is something guilting you right now. Something's up there. And it's gotten to the point where today, I think I heard it five times. It's just becoming part of the bracket. It's like, you know how they say that... When you when you wear glasses that auto correct that correct yeah. uh, the world to be upside down, it takes a little while, but then your brain figures it out and it looks normal again. You take the glasses off, and then the world looks like it's upside down, even though it's right side up. That's how it sounds. That's how it feels yeah. to me right now. Like I'm used getting to have... used to this beeping constantly, and when it stops, I'll probably go crazy again. 
I used to have this plug that was supposed to make like some sort of noise that would prevent insects or like, you know, bugs from showing up and it clicks. It would go like every few seconds and it was maddening when I first got it. Eventually I just stopped hearing it completely. You know, it was weird. So that's how it works. But as a result, I haven't slept uh, the best for the past four days. Yeah, I couldn't. Do you have white noise generators or anything? Like oh that? man, we're doing our best. Yep. Okay. Yep, I do. Okay. I, I have those sleep headphones where they like it's like a headband that you wear and it's got little uh oh, right. speakers in them. So Dude, I'm I doing remember my best. there was one of these of those uh IT call, you know, one of those uh you know, stories that I heard where someone was like asking, I can't fix my computer, it's crashed, what do you do? And the person on the phone's like, Can you restart your computer? And he's like, I can't do it. And he's like, hit the power switch. He's like, I can't. And the guy's like, what do you mean you can't hit the power switch? He's like, I this don't is have beans. He's like, I don't have <laughs> beans. Right? He's like, I just don't have access to the computer. And like, wait, follow the wire from your monitor or whatever like that. And it literally led into the ceiling tiles. Like the wh whatever set up the PCs for this office thought the best idea was to hide all of the PC towers and stuff inside the ceiling tiles and stuff like that and that was the situation so it's logical to me <laughs> who needs to ever get to the pc tower for any reason ever oh, no one man. no this, one ever needed to this this is beans, <laughs> this is beans. <laughs> oh man i mean i'm surprised right. you haven't just decided to punch a hole in your ceiling and just glance I'm, around I'm at this starting point. to get there Tomorrow I'm going to go down and talk to the manager after having yeah. put in a couple of requests yeah, to have strong, this dealt with. He's going to write a strongly worded letter in front of him. That's right. I'm just going to take my pen and pencil. Yep. and <laughs> Listen, yep. you. I mean, read, you. Yeah. yeah there you go. There you go. Anyway, yeah. uh, we have one day left of Hawking Manscaped. So you got one more chance to buy some crap. Check it out. It's cool. Thank you to the folks no, who have sent us pictures that you some, did. We really appreciate that. That is super some, awesome. Yeah, yeah awesome stuff there buy some amazing wares at manscaped.com use the promo code uctv again if we reach a certain amount they will we will discuss future partnerships and continue going forward uh, manscaped. with them grab manscaped. your balls by the balls <laughs> <laughs> grab your balls by the scrotum Dude, that okay. Manscaped needs a like. I saw That's a Manscaped a ad. ad campaign. I saw a Manscaped ad on something else I can't remember, and they were using like different people promoting their products on there, you know, from streams and stuff. Now they need to cut out David. <laughs> Grab your balls by the balls. And <laughs> you know you're manly. Because oh, I think that's the best. I think that's, that's the a good best one, slogan. To be honest. honest. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know why that's making me laugh so much. Okay. Uh. Oh man, San Franciscan. I'm sorry to hear about that. Uh, you can send me a DM on Twitter. I can give you a little bit more um, oh, discussion dang. on that. Or just okay. you can message me on on Twitch as well if you don't have a Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Also, sure. manscaped. <laughs> All right, All right then. Well, I'm gonna go back into the beep territory.
Well, I'll give you some birds to try to uh, mask the beep sound for now. So. Beep. Can you guys hear this right now or no? I can hear it. Beep. You can. Okay, cool. Thank you guys for watching. Take care, and we'll see you beep. next week here on the Tuesday Show. Peace out. Beep.